Good evening, Patriots. And today is Tuesday, December 13th in the year 2022. And the East Coast just launched itself into Wednesday. Halfway through the week almost for some of us. Not all of us yet, though. And breaking news out of Illinois. We got news from one of our mods that tacos are starting to be scarce. It's almost like we're living in a socialist country or something. <laughs> what could you imagine? I mean, that's like that's like national food or something, right? Yeah, whatever. I'll tell you, Patriots, you got to be prepared. These are some crazy people we're dealing with, so make sure you're stocking up on the right things like food. Patriots, if you haven't heard, we're heading into the worst diesel fuel shortage in 70 years. And that's a big problem because if truckers can't get enough fuel, grocery stores could go empty. You need to stock up now on emergency food. Visit MyPatriotSupply.com and grab a special offer from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. You'll save 25% on their four-week emergency food kit with a wide variety of breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks that provide over 2,000 calories a day for strength and energy. My Patriot Supply wants to help American families more by charging less. So go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll save 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. Order enough to get your family through the difficult times ahead. At least one kit per person in your home. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and grab all the four-week kits you need. MyPatriotSupply.com Patriots, food is security, both mentally and spiritually. And the time to prepare is now. And it is now. My Patriot Supply, check it out. Links are always below the podcast, and they're a great company. So, you know, last night we were kind of talking about Malachi, kind of setting that up. We're going to talk a little bit more in the framework of Malachi, but we're going to look at some stuff that's been going on in the world of crazy today. Some things I stumbled on that I wanted to share. I shared some of them earlier today on the Bended Knee program, but which is, by the way, every day at 1 p.m. Pacific, where we do a prayer every day for the nation, and we get some good news, too. So it's a great way to take 30 minutes out of your day and get a little God, get a little news, and get a little grounded. It's all good. But anyway, I wanted to, some of these clips I did play earlier today, and I want to go ahead and play them again tonight as we walk through kind of the narrative that I was building that I think is important to understand. But again, it's going to relate to Malachi. And we're going to, we're doing kind of this setup of Malachi. So we're going to finish the week through Malachi, but in the way that I do stuff, <laughs> which means it's very unconventional and it's not normal. And that's okay. Cause God made me that way. I'm not normal and I'm proud of it. As a matter of fact, I'm just a little bit crazy sometimes, especially when I'm driving down the road and talking to Jesus and everybody's looking at me like, what is wrong with that guy? And I'm like, if you only knew you'd be doing the same thing too. Anyway, Patriots, let me start with a couple things here, kind of important. And uh, this one is a, a great perspective on all the craziness going on. So really what's been, what I've been looking at this weekend and over the weekend, I was looking at this whole Twitter thing and I'm like, okay, this isn't, this isn't making a lot of sense. I mean, obviously the narrative that everybody wants to hear is, White hats are in control. The military is the only way. And I'm like, okay. Well, there's some little issues about that that we're going to talk about. What would that would mean if that is true, if that narrative is true, which might be, what are the conclusions that you can obviously draw? Because we need to really get back to doing good research and not just following blind narratives. And on that, there's also so much lesson within Scripture to guide us. That's kind of our grounding, right? So the first thing is, one of the big things that has fallen completely off the radar is the Epstein flight logs. Take a listen. Epstein's Island is on the list. Why is it out there? There's a lot of circus going on. And over here, we're going to fight about blood control. Over here, we're going to fight about abortion. Over here, we're going to look at Kanye West. Who's on the list? Isn't that interesting how everybody was so excited about the Epstein flight list and then we started doing squirrel here, squirrel there, squirrel here. And again, it's like it's fallen off the radar. And I, 
I mean this because there's in a big way, because if you really watch the narrative flow in the overall Patriot movement, which should be the news now, we should be the alternate news. What's happening is too many people get fixated on one thing. And right now that one thing is Twitter. And everybody's like, I'm going to get to finally prove those liberals were lying. Well, we knew that. That's not anything we have to get too excited about. Touch it, move on, and get on some other stuff that's more important. But that's not the thinking that's going on. There's a, there's a really collective groupthink going on in the patriot side of this that's as bad as the left. It's just not the same topics. So there's another one, really good perspectives. And Sam Brinton was the puppy dog spanking trainer for the Biden administration that has been running the Department of Energy that everybody's like, oh, yay, he got fired. Well, Patriots, there's a little bit more to that story to think about. Take a listen to this. They're missing this. Everyone knows about Sam Brinton. He's one of the highest nuclear officials within Biden's Department of Energy. And yes, he's the same one that stole the luggage. Well, yeah, and they just fired him. Okay, good cover story. I'll have you believe he just woke up one morning and was like, hey, I'm going to go steal some luggage. He committed these crimes in federally controlled areas. That means they have full jurisdiction of the investigation. Which means, pfft. my main question is, what was in those suitcases that required this man, with his level of clearance, take receipt of the suitcases? Why did they create the fall guy? Those are great questions to be asked. This is a war. And these are things that we aren't thinking through well collectively as a group. Too many people are just passing these headlines by. Just because the Gateway Pundit or Zero Hedge or the Revolver prints a headline doesn't mean there isn't per reason to dig. I brought this up the other day. It's super important. But this Yule guy, Yule, by the way, his, the Yule pedophile that's on Twitter, the one that Elon Musk said he trusted when he first got into Twitter, that now Elon Musk has basically pointed the finger at as the guy who run the trust, ran the trust commission and, and managed to get Trump bumped off, who also apparently has been managing the child sex trafficking part of that and keeping child sex trafficking going, who wrote his thesis on Grindr about how kids needed to get on Grinder. He's a straight-up pedophile. That guy, Yule, right, Yule. And the guy, like I said, that Elon Musk stood by and said, I trust him, that guy. Well, there's a couple things. First of all, he just got ran out of his house. Not that that breaks my heart too much because he and his husband, ugh, it's like every time I say stuff like that, I just want to throw up in my mouth. He and his husband um, have been had to flee their $1.1 million home in California because of death threats. So all I'm going to say is good job, California. <laughs> God bless you all for having a good, a good focus on what's right. See, California is not all bad. You guys are all drawn wrong conclusions. There's great people in California that are just about fed up with this stupid, and they're making it known. So watch California and watch Oregon because you're going to be a little bit surprised in the coming years. We're all getting about topped out with this liberal nonsense. And you all in the, in the rest of the country, you think you have it bad? Yeah, come on out here on the West Coast and find out what real crazy's like. I'm serious. This is nuts out here. When you get in the wrong places like Portland, San Francisco, what city, literally San Francisco, what city <laughs> develops a human poop app? And then the next question is, which is really the biggest question that nobody's answering. So someone does a human poop app to locate human poop. I want to know who the person is walking around and geotagging poop all over the city. What type of job is that? Hey, Freddie. Yeah. What's what, what would you like to work for our company? Sure. What do I get to do? Well, you get to walk all the city each day and geotag with photos the human poop. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like who comes up with these ideas? This, But this is the world we are currently living in. It's absolutely nuts. Okay, so back to to our pedophile. Um, Yule, Yule, one of the things that came up in the Twitter files that nobody's talking about this super important is during the time that they were working with the FBI, Yule was meeting with the apples with Apple to prevent Twitter from being suspended off the Apple store. Why? That's the question. 
And that just kind of went right right by everybody. They're like, oh, let's focus on the pedophile. How about if we focus on that topic? Because that's super important. Why was Twitter under at Jack, Jack Dorsey, the other pedophile, the big one, why was Jack, under his leadership, why was Twitter, during the time they were going thinking about suspending Trump, why was Twitter almost suspended from the Apple App Store? That's very interesting because once Elon Musk or whoever's playing Elon Musk, I don't even know who's real anymore, comes into play, then suddenly they meet with Apple and Apple says, oh, all good. We, we called an inappropriate foul. We're going to start all our advertising again on Twitter. What's that about? We might get some insight into this coming up, so stay with us. All right, so we've got this. We have all these main big issues going on that no one's paying attention to, like the billions of dollars that are going to Ukraine that we just kind of, they keep dropping it in little little billion amounts. You know, instead of saying like, we're going to give you $100 billion, they go, we're going to dole out a hundred billion or one billion and then three billion and then four billion. And they just keep dumping money. So we don't know where that's going. There's been very little chatter about the military and its congr or its network of puppy sex people. I mean, these are commanders that are wearing puppy masks. I mean, that's egregious beyond any measure. And Congress is mum about it. Nobody says anything. Trump is mum about it. Elon Musk, mum about it. And he's the one, and I say that because he's probably the only one speaking some truth these days, like telling the pronoun people to go pound sand. But we're really not getting into still, these are all topical and, and they're distractive. And what we're seeing, unfortunately, very much as in, the, as in the story of Malachi, as we are returning to this, quote, normal, we're finding out that our values and our morals have not improved. We're still the same country we were before in spite of three years of literal lockdown in hell through this principle of the way things were functioning. People aren't changing much. Where is the large voice calling this stuff out? And it's, some of it's there, like good job, California. But where's the national outcry on these things that we're not hearing? And, we're, and I'm gauging this on what we're seeing in mainstream, in the patriot movement, which is all hyper-focused right now on Twitter. So I want you to hear this piece, because this is what happened over the weekend. And this is really significant, because it starts a, a shift now in the strategy of the leaders of this world. So pay attention to this. Open AI, what does this mean for marketing. Shoot, have you have you looked at Twitter? I mean, it's, it's all over social media right yeah, now. Yeah, I think since Wednesday, there's been over 1 million downloads of it. Oh it's a game changer. So Why let's not? explain what exactly this new technology is. So OpenAI is an organization comprised of a lot of different really smart people. I think Elon might be involved in it. This guy, Sam Altman. And essentially what they've done is they've built a framework to allow artificial intelligence to start to be used in practical kind of manners, right? Mm. Marketing happens to be one of the things that it's highlighting big time right out of the gate from a marketer standpoint, SEO, right? We've tested this thing, writing SEO pages. It's amazing. One of the things that happens with, with entrepreneurs and business people is sometimes, you know, you get, they call it writer's cramp or, yeah. you know, it's hard to get started with things. And what this allows you to do as a marketer is you can just go type in some basic prompts, right? Some, some basic, basic keywords, keywords yeah. inputs, what you want it to do in plain English. And then it, it picks this up and it's able to, let's talk about SE, write SEO pages, blog posts, uh, social media headlines, uh, email uh, newsletters. Yeah, um, it can even be used to plan your content. Plan you as a, as a small business. Yeah. And you have these ideas, but you just don't have time or, or you're not a copywriter to flush all this stuff out. If you can just put your thoughts down in a few statements, this thing will write it for you. So that was one program, OpenAI. And OpenAI is an artificial intelligence platform that you can now, just as he said, you can type in things and it's being used and targeted for some specific Things. And, and if you're wondering what SEO means, it means search engine optimization. What that means is in your header of your website or your blog, there's words, keywords that you can put in that are not seen by the, by the uh, 
by the people that visit the site, but they are read by the search engine. And it'll, it ranks your site, and there's all sorts of games that are played on this to get sites ranked high up in the, in the search engine. Because you can be in the top 10 or top 20, and, of course, then you're going to get more hits because the human behavior is that if you go past two, typically one page, but it's now you can go as far as two pages, people will not dig. And so all this, if they're trying to hide something, they'll change that SEO header, and they'll bury something down to about page 30 in your search engine search, and then nobody sees it at all because they don't bother to go down there. Okay, so that's one program. That happened over the weekend. While everybody's looking at Twitter and listening to Elon Musk talk about the bots, well, here's round two. Take a listen. Did you know that over the weekend, AI and automation just changed the whole entire world? Listen, either did I until I woke up randomly at four in the morning and realized there is this new thing called chat GPT. So this is the website, it's in beta and it's full AI. So here's some examples, but it's tough to believe from the examples that it'll do anything. So check this out. This morning we're working on our apartment. I was showing our contractor how it could write a business proposal for you. And this blew my mind. So here's what I came up with, and this is just an example. I'm a general contractor in New York City and I wanna propose a renovation at $100 a square foot to a client, please write that for me. You press the button, like look at this, it's insane. In seconds, it gives you a template to work with that's unbelievable, super easy, and polite and proper. Now this is crazy for a lot of reasons, and I've been watching a lot of these TikToks, but I'm just blown away. Essays in school, you could write, do a paper, you can do a screenplay. I could write, please write a screenplay about my son as Chase from Paw Patrol, walking around New York City, find an adventure, it'll write a whole one out. It'll do anything to write marketing proposals that can automate emails. Now this is really cool because it can save a lot of time work, but it's really scary because it's gonna replace a lot of jobs right away. It's gonna make some people whose skill set was pretty refined, kind of irrelevant and replaced by a machine. Now we all knew this was coming. It wasn't like we thought it wasn't. And apparently after checking in with a friend today, this is like the tip of the iceberg. It's so much deeper than this. This is just what they're releasing to us. It can write complex code in seconds. Like the job of coding and being a coder is gonna be pretty much gone. It's almost perfect. Anyway, we've been feeding into this internet information machine, putting our locations, all everything into Google, everything. So it was bound to come but here's what I think. If you wanna survive this AI storm that's coming, you gotta be ahead of this, you gotta be on this now. We're already behind in general, as general public. I'm not a coder or anything, so we gotta get ahead of it. You gotta start thinking how you can use this, apply it, and survive with it. Build businesses from it, build exciting things, kinda of change what's up instead of get lost in the river that's gonna flow by. We gotta paddle upstream and build that bridge. That's just euphemisms and garbage is what he said at the end. It's just garbage. Because what's happening is that the AI has now been released into the public. It's not being held behind firewalls anymore. It's now been released into the public. This is called democratization of AI. And your number one advocate for that is Elon Musk. It's important to remember, and we'll, we'll play another piece here in just a minute, but I want to bring your attention to a couple of other things before we get to that. California is leading the nation right now in starting to establish the groundwork for a universal basic income. And we're starting to see how this is going to unfold because they're targeting through this UBI, universal basic income, they're targeting certain racial classes, which is exactly in line with critical race theory, with queer theory and common core. All that training that's been going on in the schools to make supposedly make white people feel guilty. By the way, I'm not guilty for being white, nor do I feel guilty for being white. And the only difference between the person, the black person that was a slave and my ancestors, they were also slaves, is just that they had it happen a little bit long ago and the black people had it happen more recently. So let's get over it and move on. So that said, the initiatives in California, they've passed several initiatives. One is called Black Economic Equity Movement, which provides $500 a month exclusively to black young adults. 
Another one is Abundant Birth Project, which provides $1,000 a month to Black and Pacific Island mothers. And the other one is the Guaranteed Income for Transgender People, which will dole out $1,200 a month and prioritize enrollment on of transgender Black, Indigenous, or people of color, which we now call BIPOC, which sounds like something on my butt that needs to be squeezed out because it's like a pussy sore, but that's what they call it anyway. So anyway, the, the point of this is that you're starting to see some a trend here that's really starting to pick up, and it's very important to pay attention to this. In that last statement, what they did by releasing the AI over the weekend is they just wiped out a whole bunch of jobs, and they're now starting to push for this UBI, which is going to be tailored towards the specific groups that will give power to the tyrants and will try to eliminate the white Christian class. That's their main target. Okay. And they're also, there's a new um, UNICEF ad today trying to push to get the injections, the, the death shot into Africa to go after the, the African kids. Okay. So you start to see how this is modeling out. Well, this all comes together in a couple of important pieces. Number one, I want you to listen to this four-minute piece, and this is going to give you a profile on really what we've been missing here. And this is literally the equivalent of a nuclear bomb on a global level that's on the edge of being released by Putin. And if this happens, you're going to start to understand why they've been doing all this. At least we're starting to get a snapshot of it. How do you cover a collapsing economy and people being unemployed? Well, they just did it. They just wiped out a bunch of people's jobs with AI, and they've put in place a technology that covers the tracks of all the people dying from the shot. Because many of these jobs that AI can fill from engineering to marketing to analytic and statistics to accounting and management to business plan writing to coding, all this AI that they just released over the weekend is just the tip of the iceberg, and they can fill many of those human jobs. As we know, people are dying off, and an economic implosion is about ready to happen. There's You, you start to see the lineup of how they're moving everybody in, in a herd into the corral to be slaughtered. So listen to this four-minute piece on the economy. Are you watching? Because something just sent shivers down the spines of Western leaders. With this one move, Putin could literally shift power overnight, and there are warning signs popping up all over that crap is about to hit the fan in a big way. Don't be distracted by Christmas. You need to be paying attention because, in fact, the World Economic Forum is now issuing a major warning for the United States. History is truly at a turning point. Yes, Klaus Schwab's WEF is warning the U.S. is in for a major recession. I've got a lot of important developments to get to and some stunning data to show you on this. Austrian economist Lawrence Leppard, all of the pieces are in place, he says. The system is so close to blowing a gasket. When it does, the global print-a-thon is going to change the world as we know it. You will either be in a position or you won't. Grab a chair before the music stops. Ouch. So as an example, it all started with a note from Credit Suisse contributor Zoltan Pozar. Now, Pozar, you'll recall, has been sounding the alarm about collapse of Western money structures that were put in place after World War II, better known as Bretton Woods. Now, he says the countries that have gold, oil, and other commodities will lead the world going forward. And we late this week issued a stunning alert about Putin, and his message has now gone viral. If Putin decides to flip the switch on the Western price cap on its oil by only accepting gold for oil, we would see the price of gold skyrocket to $3,600 an ounce. Basically saying, fine, hey, you want to put a price cap on our oil at $60? Fine. We just won't use dollars anymore. We will use gold. Now, Pulsar says this is not improbable at all. And then gold to double to $3,600 an ounce because of Putin's price move. Here's a Twitter take from David Brady that nails it. Gold to soar, crush Western banks when Putin unveils petro-gold. Russia's decision to link gold to oil could bring gold back as a settlement medium and increase its intrinsic value sharply. Banks active in the paper gold market would face a liquidity shortfall. Basically, if you don't have gold, you're screwed. In other words, financial Armageddon. Their only solution is to print money they don't have, and this would mean collapse. 
or as Clem Chambers put it, an almighty crash. Watch. I mean, nothing's going right. Even Warren Buffett's losing money. I mean, Warren Buffett is losing money. I mean, come on. And I think what we're in now is potentially an oncoming storm. There will be an almighty crash. So in this scenario, Russia's President Vladimir Putin responds to the recently introduced $60 a barrel of oil price cap by asking for a gram of gold for two barrels of crude oil. He writes that Russia won't produce more oil, but would ensure that there is enough demand that production doesn't get shut down. It would also ensure that more oil goes to Europe than to the United States through India. And most importantly, gold going from $1,800 to close to $3,600 would increase the value of Russia's gold reserves and its gold output at home and in a range of countries in Africa, Pozar describes. So at current market prices, the cap of $60 per barrel for Russian oil equals the price of a gram of gold. Now, Pozar said what eventually happens here is the United States pegs Russian export at this price and Russia, in return, pegs it at a gram of gold. And this would come at a time when the United States is working to refill its strategic reserves with cheap petroleum. See, what's important here is that the Biden administration has drained the strategic oil reserves in the United States. And the only way to get it back is by purchasing cheap Russian oil. And then Putin says, sorry, we're only accepting gold now. Boom. Putin says, sure, you want a price cap at this price? We'll accept it if you pay for it in gold. Now, Biden has depleted the strategic petroleum reserves. We're now at a four-decade low of oil in those reserves. But the bigger problem for these banks is that if the world shifts towards gold-backed currencies, they are not prepared for it. The Western banks are living in a fantasy world right now of fake printed money as Russia, China, and India move towards a currency that is backed by gold. Patriots, will the lack of red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? More wasteful government spending? Higher taxes? A deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer? By diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text BARDS to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Text BARDS to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit now. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text BARDS to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. All right, so let's, let's go over the picture here before we play the last piece I want you to hear. So we've, we have all these critical issues, the Epstein flight log list, which reveals all the deep players that have gone to the island. They've hidden that and kept that out of view. We've got some craziness going on all over the place with this puppy dog mask thing, which is interesting because if you remember, one of the big things that happened during the Trump administration were dog comms. If you're familiar with that at all, everybody was posting dogs, and now it's people wearing these damn masks. So this is all kind of crazy stuff going on. You have an AI system, multiple AI systems that were released over the weekend while everybody's looking over at Twitter. So remember this always the same thing. They create the problem, then it's like, look here, look, don't look there, we'll give you the solution. So after two years, almost three years, but two solid years of, of this time under Biden with the, with the campaign, suddenly at the critical moment in the global events of the economy, Elon Musk arrives on the scene and starts suddenly releasing everything on Twitter, which doesn't make a lot of sense if you understand corporate structure, because whatever happened there, that's a team of people that came in and managed to sever 70% of the company's workforce and make Twitter run better. better. So that's pretty crazy. And nobody's saying anything on the stock market about it. Uh, Twitter, Twitter price stock price is up. The board of directors isn't fighting Elon Musk anymore. They're silent. 
All of that is like a little coup that happened right before our very eyes. And everybody's looking at Twitter. At the same time, those that are looking at mainstream media aren't hearing a peep about Twitter because not one bit of coverage has happened at all on the Twitter files. So the blind spot of everybody that is about this economy and this economic implosion that's on the cusp of happening, this is massive. The dollar is being destroyed and systematically being wiped out step by step. And no one in any political sphere is telling America, prepare. That should bother everybody, including all the diehard Trump lovers and all of the people out here screaming white hats are in control and military is the only way. This should deeply bother everybody that no one is warning America of a coming implosion in the economy. So we come through the weekend AI is released, and in the single release of a number of AI platforms, they have eliminated the need for massive numbers of jobs. That covers two main critical events, which is it covers the death of people that aren't showing up at work because now they can be replaced by an AI. It also covers the loss of jobs that are going to occur once this economic implosion happens. So that leads us then to the bigger discussion about AI, because it's now in the public sphere. And I want you to hear this one minute, 13 second piece. It's a recent interview with Elon Musk related to an HBO documentary. I want you to hear very carefully at the end, pay attention to what he says about democratization of AI. And I want you to think about what the patriots are saying about this guy, that he's a white hat. What I'm going to tell you is if Elon Musk is a white hat, that means that white hats believe in transhumanism. Pay attention. You're a neuroscience company and you're working to build basically an interface to the brain. Yeah. Electrode to neuron interface at a micro level. Okay, what is that? Like, I'm going to have like a plug in my head that's going to fit into mm-hmm. a hard drive? Like, or how does that work? Yeah, yeah. A chip and a bunch of tiny wires. This, this would be implanted surgically. And it would do what? Could you input? Could you download Jim? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the long-term aspiration for Neuralink was, would be to achieve a symbiosis with uh, artificial intelligence um, and to achieve a sort of democratization of, of intelligence uh, such that it is not monopolistically held in a purely digital form by governments and, and large corporations. Basically an effort for man to merge with machine in yes. a healthy way. Yes. To beat machines, you basically have to merge with machines. Most likely, yes. Essentially, how do we ensure that the future constitutes the, the sum of the will of humanity? Um, and so if we have billions of people with a high bandwidth link to the AI extension of themselves, it would actually make everyone hyper smart. And how do you fund a society and keep them occupied if they're hyper smart what you do is you give them a universal basic income you're going to entertain them with the interconnection of the internet and allow them to explore their life through meta and as the economy implodes and people don't have anywhere to go you provide them with the ability to access meta and become part of the collective democratization of against AI to become part of the machine to defeat the machine. In other words, the next step in transhumanism was just laid and the biggest bomb to drive people into transhumanism is about ready to be detonated. Patriots, we've been being set up here and I think the hardest thing that everyone's going to have to digest, I don't care where you are in the political spectrum, love Trump, hate Trump, love Musk, hate Trump, or hate Musk. Here's the deal. All of these people are playing for power over the people. There's no real sincerity of literally getting people back to being in control. That's garbage. And they may tell you that. They may try to prove it to you. But not one person is speaking out against transhumanism, which ultimately leads us to the mark of the beast. Not one. No one is stopping it. No one is saying stop the fourth industrial revolution. In fact, 
Ivanka Trump's primary role under the entire period of the Trump administration was to work with the World Economic Forum and to determine what to do with the people that were going to be displaced by the new fourth generation of fourth industrial revolution. And at the center of the fourth industrial revolution is Internet of Things, CRISPR technology and gene editing, artificial intelligence, and quantum computing. These are central to everything there, and Neuralink is part of that. So I say all this so you frame this out pretty well, that what just happened this weekend was massive. It was huge, and no one said anything, at least very few. And everybody went along with eyes on Twitter, eagerly waiting for the next drop, the next Twitter files to drop, and once again, not paying attention to what these people always do. You can't trust these people. These are institutions of man. Now, here's the deal. With all of this as heavy as it may seem, here's the simple truth of it all. It makes no difference to God. AI, no AI, it's all Satan's little game. He's a preschooler in the, in the field of heavy hitters. But what we have to understand is our responsibility is massive because the temptations are before many and they will walk the tempted line. They will choose to take the path where the temptations offer them ease and convenience and the glitz and the glamour of the latest and greatest thing. That's where the valley of decision sits for all of us now. And with that, you either choose to walk with Christ and the Holy Spirit and all that that brings and start trusting in the supernatural God, or you walk and believe in the techno God. I know I'm not believing in any techno God. Because the supernatural God can wipe this out. Our Father has no problem dealing with this. This is like no big deal. But here's, I think, the hardest part for everybody to digest ultimately. We all have free will. And right now, we're all making choices once again. As people made choices with a shot, they're now making choices in the direction of their life. And while Father loves us all and wants to bring as many home, we have to make that choice. So the simple answer in all of this is in spite of all the noise and the confusion and the temptations and the excitement about truth that's supposed to be coming out on Twitter or the economic bomb that's about ready to drop or the resetting of the economy that's going to pinch everybody or the fear that you may feel or anxiety because you didn't prep enough, stop. Eyes on Jesus. Eyes on Jesus and follow Jesus and start looking to Father and asking him, okay, Father, where do you want me to go and what steps do you want me to make and start listening? That's the most important thing. And if your mind's going to be wrapped around fear and anxiety and all this other stuff going on, you're confusing the message that needs to be heard. We don't have time to waste with stupid stuff like being afraid. If you're afraid, Go put your head in a bucket of ice water or something. I don't know. The deal is that there's no fear if you're walking with Jesus. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to have fear, you're, going to, you're conducting a sin. So walk without fear. Know that God has us here. But this is all part of the sifting. This is all part of the threshing floor. This is all part of the sword to the earth, which we've all prayed on. And right now, at least we're starting to see the picture of what's going on, and we're starting to see the two paths. One path is very dark. It deals with the children. It deals with all this darkness. That's the weft. That's all those other people. There's this center path, which is like a gleaming light in everybody's eyes. If they go, look at that. That's the end of the tunnel. That's the train that's about ready to hit you. But the fools are out here going, no, it's not a train headlight. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. We'll just keep walking there and find out how that works because that's the one with the fourth industrial revolution, AI, Neuralink, Skynet, all this other garbage. And then there's the, this common sense path. It goes off the tracks and maybe climbs over the mountain, and it's kind of a hard trek to make, and we're doing it by foot, and we're not doing it with any extra little ditties that seem to make our life easier, and that's the path of the Holy Spirit. No matter what mountain we confront, we will overcome. No matter what mountain we climb, we can do that with and through God. So breathe easy. We go back to Malachi. The people came back after 
all this difficult time only for Malachi to discover that the same morals and bankruptcy were still there. This that we're looking at here, these temptations of AI and what Musk is talking about and all this other stuff, that's the same people, same mentality, same thing, trying to get back to normal. Or we can choose that real difficult path, that narrow path, the ones that really changes us and puts us towards kingdom. And that's where we have to now make the choice. Right there. And if we make that choice and we stay onto that path, I don't know how many it's going to be. Maybe it'll end up being a few hundred of us at the end. That's cool. But God doesn't need millions to change the world. What he needs is the truth in your heart and the true believing in Jesus and in him. Let's pray. Father, we're blessed this night to just sit, be here together in fellowship from so many parts of the country and around the world in prayer and in focus to what sits before us. As we sit and we look ahead, we see the darkness on one side. We see that freight train that's coming at us in the middle, and we see that narrow path that we're going to begin to walk and have been walking. So we ask for your discernment. We pray for your wisdom. We pray for the clarity as we walk here. Because right now, more than ever, we have to have a discerning heart, Father. A heart that can step away from so much of this. And as we seek that discerning heart, we also look to you and ask you for wisdom. Father, where do you want us to walk? How do you want us to react? What do you need for us to do in this next stage of this fight? It's normal as we will all feel some anxiety and some fear, perhaps, And we pray that that will be dispelled with the comfort and love in you. And equally, we're going to have emotional reactions, Father, to things that are visceral in in our heart. The the exploitation of children, the, the betrayal of people that we should be able to trust. People that are trying to force us into a decision matrix that gives us only one choice. Choose transhumanism. And we reject it completely. So, Father... In this moment, we just we pray for the strength of those that walk in the remnant. We pray for those that to have a resolved heart to never be tempted by these things that stand before us that promise greatness through modification, injection, augmentation, whatever that is, just to stay true to you in this walk and embrace the gifts and the glory that kingdom provides and the Holy Spirit gives and the power of the authority which you moves that moves through us. And we pray this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, Patriots, just keep focused on this time. And all this I laid out tonight just to try to give you a picture and to dispel so much of what's out here. It's easy to get distracted, and it's also easy for this if you don't have the framework. If we don't have a framework, even if the framework's not exactly perfect, but if we can't start putting the pieces together... These things are designed to get into the head, agitate the mind, and in so doing, agitate the heart. We don't need any of that. We need to stay clear focused in our relationship in Jesus and keep our eyes on Christ more than ever right now. That's the banner we're under. That's the walk we take. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest end Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in my body
close to me, look how they 